we go. Welcome to the pre-match of footballing podcast delivered to your ears every weekend of the footballing season and beyond, because yes, we are here all summer as well. So you can find us on all the major podcast networks, as we've said before, Apple, Google, Acast, sorry, not Acast, that's gone now, and tune in, plus all, all the major ones, we are there now. So please follow, like, leave a comment, what you do. Again, on social, thank you for following us. We, we really appreciate all the questions. We're going to have a week where we sit down and go through them all. We do promise that. At the pre-match pod is our Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is at Graham Bailey. His is at Craig underscore Honeybin. And, and we haven't reintroduced ourselves, Craig. I do listen back sometimes. And think, you know what? Some people don't know us, Craig. We just presume it. I'm a football journalist, have been for 20 years. He is a wonderful football agent, has been for nearly 20 years. So nearly 40 years in the game between us, Craig, which I think, do we shout about or do we just get depressed about? I think, you know, we, we spoke at the off, off pod, didn't we, where we said we've been involved in football for 40 years and we still know nothing. So, <laughs> yeah, you still know nothing, but still, uh, still I'm, I've a little less hair and all your hair is finally gone. Indeed. Um, so, Craig, yeah, we're back. We had a little, little uh, spell off last week. We'll be the odd time. We'll, we'll give you a bit more warning last time, but we're going to be discussing all the football transfers. It's really starting to kick into gear now. The news is anyway. Um, and away from football, we'll be discussing all the major topics as well. Not too much away from football, Craig. We had the Nations League finished finally, which was. I'm not going to be too critical of that Nations League window, Craig, because I think it was pre World Cup orientated that they had yeah. to fit, fit four games in. Um, and, and yeah, let's touch on it, Craig. Obviously, I've never been Gareth's biggest fan of England, but some of these suggestions that Gareth's job was in danger because he'd lost to Hungary, that's just absolute nonsense, isn't it? it unless you don't. Graham, I, presume, I, I presume you do, though. I, I am Gareth Southgate's biggest yep. fan as England manager, as, as you well know. Mm-hmm. I think he has done a phenomenal job right? And what I'm getting sick and tired of is the sense of entitlement from certain sections of, of supporters, England supporters, even, even at club level now, there's there's just this demand for instant success and an instant return. Um, if, if you look at the, the success and progress we've made as England in terms of a World Cup semi-final and the final, and let's have this right, penalty kick away from being crowned European champions. Mm-hmm. If you go through the the actual players individually, Graham, they are nowhere near the level of previous generations of England players. What they are is a hugely effective unit compared to previous generations. So we had the the the, the gold or the the infamous golden generation as they, they've been titled by the press. There's nobody in the England squad now like Beckham, Gerrard, Lampard, Scholes, Rooney, Ashley Cole, right? John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Saul Campbell. We have no players of that quality. None. Zero. Right? Harry Kane is a hugely effective striker. We play regularly with a double pivot in midfield. I totally understand why we do that to protect um, a, a back four that doesn't have a, a world-class left back. Um, or, or a, a world-class central defender. We have some very, very good players, very good players, but they're not unbelievable um, household names, uh, shall I Shall I suggest. I, I'm, I'm Phil Forden's biggest fan, Graham, as are you. Phil Forden hasn't been able to replicate his, his domestic form at international level as yet, right? Let's hope that, that he can. But 
like, can I, I, I want to use Ford as a, as a as a specific example, Graham, if I can. And the reason I want to do that is Phil Ford excels at Manchester City because of the foreign players that he plays with at Manchester City. The best players in the Premier League at each club, um, probably at, at 80, 90% of clubs are foreign, right? The best players in our domestic league are the foreign players. Um, and the English players, no doubt about it, in the Premier League, play at a superior level because they're playing with superior players. Uh, I think Gareth Southgate's done an unbelievable job. These these results in the in the in the Commons League at the end of the season, you know, yes, it was hugely disappointing to lose by such a wide margin. Totally get that. Did anyone take credit from the game? No. Did any of the players look um, fresh, ready, hungry, full of desire? No. Can you blame them? No. They've had a long, hard season. Um, it'll be a different take at the World Cup. And I'm looking, I'm really looking forward for England in the World Cup. And I think we'll get to at least the quarterfinal. And at that stage, you know, we could really progress. Yeah, it's, I thought it was a massive overreaction. Um, for some of the things, and he wasn't able to try. But it's been a long, hard season, as you say, Craig. I was, I was happy to see him try. Reese James at left back didn't particularly work, but I think that's something he has to look at and um, going forward because I think the left back is a left back is an issue. I do it think is. that, and, yeah. and and that's why I think, and we said, um, I think we both said that Kieran Trippier probably will go to the World Cup because of the yeah. lack of talent on the left hand side and lack and lack of players who we can really rely on Craig he knows even Kieran Trippier at left back it's a 7 out of 10 every game 8 out of 10 yeah. you, can, you know you're going to get that and and for and when you go to World Cup you need that you need those players who can play in different positions in terms of these players who do go to the World Cup Craig we've just had it confirmed by FIFA it'll be a 26 man squad which yeah. I think you know I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't come earlier to be fair I don't understand why Actually, I do. I'm, I'm questioning myself there. Why it's not a bigger squad? Because the smaller nations, it's an advantage to yeah. the bigger nations, isn't it? Yeah. So I do see it that. It's, so it's got the 26, Craig. Um, we did our England squads, didn't we? We went through them not so long ago. So, but there'll be some players who really benefit here, Craig. Um, the likes of maybe a Conor Gallagher, I think, Craig. The Gallagher, Jerry Boyne. Tammy Abraham as well, where yeah. I think players who we think should be in, who may have not got in, may have been touch and go. But yeah, I think those three particularly might be the amongst the main beneficiaries, Greg, from this. Yeah, I, t- I, t- I totally agree, Graham. Uh, and and I, I'm glad that extra players will be allowed to go. And um, uh, I, I really do hope that Conor Gallagher makes the plane uh, and that he gets game time at Chelsea. That's going to be that the main ch- thing with him, isn't it? it? Is. It's, it's, yeah. And to be fair, that's going to... Probably not half the squad because I think three quarters of the squad is decided. But in yeah. terms of these players on the brink, we know we know Bowen's going to play wherever he is. Gallagher, he's got a big summer ahead, hasn't he? Whether he's yeah. going to fit into this Chelsea if it's a three or two, um, we'll have to see what happens. It's, it's a huge sum of him, but I for, I really hope Tuchel gives him a chance. Yeah, me, me, me too, Graham. We're both huge fans of of his. As we spoke off pod about Levi Colwell as well, you know, we're both mm. huge fans of his, and we hope that he gets some. Some game time at Chelsea this coming season. It's interesting. One. Same with Manchester United. I think where we don't really know what systems with two of the top no. three. We're going to look at um, the transfer related things with the top four going forward, Craig. Here, but we don't really know the systems some of these are going to play, do we? So it's really intriguing. Um, it is the, the transfers are, are some of the clues. And if we talk about transfers, Craig, let's 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 start with Chelsea, Craig. One of the biggest deals of the summer has been confirmed. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, um, his return to Inter Milan on loan. 
you know, it was a £97 million signing last summer, Craig. And I, I see a lot of people giving huge amounts of criticism to, to Lukaku. But what I, what I say to this, Craig, is you know, he wasn't a Tuchel signing. No. And I just think it was the right club at the wrong time. You know, I don't particularly think Tuchel's to blame. Yeah, Lukaku, you could argue, didn't do all his things. But, you know, if, if, it, if, it's a wrong, if it's the right player, but in the wrong formation, wrong team, it's not going to work. So I think this is the best move for everyone, Craig. But I, I don't particularly blame Tuchel. And I'm not particularly blaming Lukaku either. Because it, if a centre-forward like him, Craig, if the system isn't right, it's not going to work. Graham, I, I'm, I think Lukaku's a bit marmite. <clears throat> and yeah, um, yeah. I, I I remember him being a you know 16, 17 year old kid playing first team football in Belgium and he and he was a physical monster. He used to have uh, his long flowing locks, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he 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 did indeed. Now he fits into a certain type of system which is um put a lot of crosses into the box, put a lot of balls forward not a controlled possession team, almost like a transitional team, Graham, where, you know, it, it's, he is a traditional old-fashioned number nine. Uh, he, he will out-muscle people. He will out-strength people. He is physical. Now, technically, for, for you know, £97 million, technically, he isn't the best. He isn't a technical centre-forward, not not by any stretch of the imagination, but he's hugely effective at what he does. Um, I, I don't think he's ever particularly fit in at Chelsea if if I'm if I'm honest I thought he played his best football in the Premier League on loan at uh, West Brom I thought he was sensational in that counter-attacking team even, uh, at United, even at United you know I think and I look back at this I think in years to come we'll look back I think Solskjaer getting rid of Lukaku if, if Oli could have his time again you know I think Craig I think he would reverse that decision look, I don't because he, he was guaranteed 25 goals and he was quite happy there Listen, I I don't think he was guaranteed twenty five, but I think he was. I think he was. I, I, my point was his best football was played in the Premier League at West Brom and at Everton, mm-hmm. who were both transitional counter attacking teams. When he's played for teams that need to dominate the ball, like Manchester United and like Chelsea, I think he's he's, he's come a cropper in Italy. It's a substandard league at this time. Um, that's just a that's just a well, fact. Well, well, yeah, you're right. It's it's not 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 the top the top four can compete with anyone. It's the bottom, but it's the bottom eight. Correct. The, the bottom eight in the Premier League can give Man City a game. The bottom eight in Italy couldn't. No, 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 no chance. Um, I I, I just think it's a substandard league all around, and, he, and yeah. he, he will go there and score lots of goals. But just just to, if I point if I can, Graham on on Chelsea, and that it's been an absolute graveyard for strikers. You know, it's, it's not just Lukaku. We go to to Torres, go back to players like Mattia Kesman. Um, you know, we, we go to Timo Werner. There's there's only really um, Kesman, in recent Kesman Kazaragi. Yeah, there's been a few. Grim, the, 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 the one, the only one that they paid big money for that performed consistently was Didier Drogba. Yeah. Who was sensational. Yeah, so Viali and that liked it, but they were more free transfers. Yeah, yeah, the, one, yeah. the one big signing, yeah. Yeah, Drogba was good. Even, yeah, Chris, and, even, even going back, Chris Sutton didn't really, he wasn't high, no, was he? No, great. You know, Tori and Riffle, all, all, all these boys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, the, 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 the irony is the other one that had good numbers in front of goal was Tammy Abraham. 
for Chelsea. Yeah, he's not, no, yeah. not, not in that caliber just yet. But Adigun Johnson was one of their best ones, wasn't it? Yeah, Adigun Johnson was, was sensational. Jimmy Floyd, yeah. Hasselbank, the others. Yeah, Good Johnson, yeah, Hasselbank, and Drogba are the ones that they've yeah. paid big yeah. money for relatively and have been successful. The others have all flopped. I'm about uh, to say because this summer the Wilnator were um, the, the Wilnator spend this summer, Greg. Yeah. And, and, and it's fact number nine whether Havertz goes there because at the moment they've been linked after a lot of. Um, the wide players we know Dembele is a man who the one on the right but yep. they've been linked after Rafinha and Charleston and Raheem Sterling I think he'd be a sensational fit on that left hand side for them Me too. You, could have a, you could have that and obviously they have been we think Lewandowski does look as if he's going to Barcelona but Chelsea um, I wrote a story that they are, they are aware I think they're making themselves aware to Lewandowski's camp that if he does want to leave Bayern and Barcelona isn't an option that that Chelsea could be a landing spot and I do I do think Lewandowski would be great at Chelsea I don't think Lewandowski would be brilliant wherever he went in, in any club in the world. Yeah. City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal. In that uh, three, John, in that three, though, with like, uh, the ones around him, it could be very good. But yeah, I say it's unlikely, though, at this point. It, it, it's hugely unlikely. I think he's got his heart set on on Barcelona, uh, an, an iconic club in, in another substandard league, Grim, where he can go and continue his, his goal-scoring legacy. He, can, he could easily score 40-plus goals for Barcelona next season. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Barcelona. They're still um, they're doing all sorts off the pitch. There's all sorts of things going on. They're talking to Dembele about a new deal. Um, they're trying to do Gavi's new contract. They still can't register Kessie and Christiansen. I know, I know. It's, it, it's an absolute soap opera, this club, isn't it? And, it really and, is. and, and the one the one cellar blast that they've got, Craig, and you can see what... And, and, and this is why Manchester United... Uh, and, and not dragging the feet here, Craig, but the, the negotiations are going slow for a number of reasons over Dion. One of them is this guy is Barcelona's only sellable asset. Their bank manager will be banging his feet on the table saying, about you have to get every penny out of this deal because he's the only real sellable asset. The likes of Braithwaite aren't going to raise your money. But that's why with Manchester United, they get, they, they're increasing the office slightly, Craig. But as well, Craig, if you, let, if you, you can tell us, why De Jong is more complicated because he comes with he comes with huge wages as well, Craig. De Jong will be one of the biggest deals of the summer, not just because it was 80 million around that ballpark figure, but for his plus 300,000 wages. It's quite an, a rare deal, this one, isn't it, in the current market? Yeah, I, I think we're seeing a lot of players with potential move, Graham. Um, <clears throat> we're seeing a, 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 yeah. lot of, a lot of players move on the freedom of contract. Uh, and then we're seeing, seeing players like Nunes move, where for a sizable fee, he's getting a, 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 a really good salary increase, right? Mm -hmm. So it's easier to get to those increase levels. Um, if De Jong is to leave his sizable contract at Barcelona, he will want a pay rise to come to Manchester United. So that, that impacts the overall value of the deal. Like you've said, in terms of Barcelona, he is one of their few saleable assets that they would like to cash in on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so they've got a lot of they have got a lot of sellable assets. But he's the one. There's not many they want to lose. No, yeah. no, and, and I think it it does make a lot of sense. Listen, it makes sense for Manchester United. It makes sense for mm -hmm. for Barcelona. And it makes sense for for the player. But it is a complex deal because United know from their positioning perspective, they know that Barcelona need to sell to raise capital just to to be able to even register other players. Barcelona know that Manchester United need uh, a, a statement of intent. So they're holding out for a huge, It's a huge deal for Ten Hag. Is really it is. Out. Yeah, it's it is. He's, he's laid down the fact that 
the to United's board and the back then. This is their one big signing in Native Americas, isn't it? So their one marquee signing. Not the one signing they're gonna make, but this is the real marquee one though for them, isn't it? Yeah, Graham, and, and, and I said it on, on the pod a couple of weeks ago. I, I think he's a downgrade on Paul Pogba. I think Paul Pogba is a better player all round. Um, I, I know some people said, oh, well, he's got a better attitude. I'm, I'm not talking about attitude. I, mm. I think it's a bit of a fallacy, the Paul Pogba attitude issue. Paul Pogba doesn't have an attitude problem when he's playing for France and and, no. and looking magnificent for France. You know, it's a bit like I said about, Graham, the, 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 the England players, um, you know, playing better at club level because of playing with, with real world-class players compared to when they play for England. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite for Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba's playing with a lot of and not world-class players at Manchester United. And when he goes and turns out for France, mm. he's playing with world-class players well, all around him and, the, and he and plays the, better. And the coach, you know, because that's a, let's not beat around the bush. Paul Pogba, as soon as only Gunnar Solskjaer came in, Paul Pogba told the Man United management he wasn't good enough. He made it clear. Manchester, I've always said, I totally agree, Craig. Manchester United let Paul Pogba down. Yeah, Pogba wasn't at his best, but he, he went there, not for the money, he went there to win silverware. And he knew... Most of that his time at United, they weren't in that position. So I totally Grimian, agree. United, we, we know United had the opportunity a couple of years ago to sign in Golo Kante, uh, and they didn't pursue that. Mm-hmm. If they'd have signed in Golo Kante to play alongside Paul Pogba and do that defensive running and the graft, Paul Pogba would have been a, a far superior. What might have been, yeah. yeah what, what might have what, been. What yeah. might have been. Um, and I, I was always surprised why Didier Deschamps was never linked with as the manager job at United. If anyone yeah. was going to get Paul Pogba right. Um, so United, yeah, they, they're looking to do that. They're still looking at um, Ayrton Hag wants Anthony as well for Mike's, which is, yep. from, from what I've been told, Craig, it's really, really interesting. It looks like that um, with Steve McLaren's help, Ten Hag is thinking about playing Rashford more centrally, which I love the idea of that. With an, I think it could work. Anthony could work. But all these Ajax players who are going, Craig, it's unusual, isn't it? They've got Graven back and Masraoui have got a Bayern Munich already. Um, yep. And Sebastian Haller has been sold to Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Um, and Tim Timberstein, but then they're looking at others. All these players leaving Ajax, it's a strange one. I think if if they do pursue Anthony, it looks like they're going to have to pay a, a massive premium to get him, Craig. But we do like him, don't we, Craig? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan, Graham. I, I, I believe that Anthony uh, could be the future Brazilian number 10 for a long, long time. I think, I think he's that good. Um, and he's in he's in that Brazilian squad. And if we a lot of these players we talked about, Craig, that that Brazilian wide the wide right role for Brazil is a harder position to win. Rafinha, Richarlison, Gabriel Jesus, Anthony, yeah. um, and we think we've got a lot of good right right backs. Look at that, Vinicius on the other side with Neymar. I know. Oh I know. my word! I, I, listen, Brazil are going to be great to watch at the World Cup, and and I I think Anthony will be one of the stars of the. And, and that, that's the thing, Craig, because I I've been told that Anthony part of his reason for moving Ajax, if if Rafinha gets a big move to, to Arsenal, yeah. if Richarlison gets his big move, maybe to Chelsea or Tottenham, yeah. I, Anthony knows if they go and perform at them, he'll be in danger of not even getting in. So he needs his move as well. It's a it's a fascinating situation for that because you know he and 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 Rafinha and Richardson will be looking at this as well, Craig. They've got the World Cup in their minds. They all have. They all grim. They, they, they all have, and I think Brazil will be looking at it as as potential winners, won't they? And, and, um, and the thing is, the Brazilian manager will be saying, "I'm going to pick for that right hand side the best three form players." Yeah. So and and so they need to be not just playing, but need to be playing in a good team. Yeah, you, Graham, you're spot on. You are, you are. And if Anthony becomes the Manchester United and becomes a 
a star player in the Premier League, then there's every chance he will start for Brazil in that right-hand side. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and maybe, and we'll touch on this now, Craig, and I think there's something in this. Jesus has had the chance at number nine for Brazil before, but he wasn't yep. playing at a particular club level. I think this is a big indication of why Jesus is pursuing this Arsenal interest. We know, we, we understand that Arsenal are the only team willing to play, play him regularly at centre-forward. Jesus has a lot of interest from AC Milan to Juventus to Chelsea to Tottenham to Man City, who offered him a new deal. None of them clubs plan on playing him centre-forward, apart from Arsenal. And I think even with his Brazil team as well, Brazil don't have a number nine, Gabriel Barbosa, Gabigol, but there's a real, I think if, if Jesus can, and he believes in himself and I appreciate and I, 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 I applaud that. Mikel Arteta obviously thinks he can play there as well, Craig. Do you yeah. think Jesus can play that centre-forward role? Yes. To, to a world level? Um, to, to, to an Arsenal level, I, I, I do, Graham. Um, I think that um, he could be he could be a 20-goal, um, 15 to 20-goal-a-season Premier League striker. I, I do, I do believe that. Um, listen, he, he averages one in three, Graham, playing wide. But then the, the 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 caveat to that is he's playing with world class players all over the pitch at Manchester City, who creates so many chances week in week out. He's a, he's, I think he's established himself, Craig. I think you agree as a world class right forward, one of the best in Europe, and that's why he plays for Man City regularly. Pep played him, started him in every major game towards the end of the season. That's how much Pep loves him. But obviously. To go to the centre forward, as you said, the, do you think though that the Arsenal system under Arteta would probably suit him as well? I'm, I'm not sure. It, it's like I've changed my language when when, I, when I'm looking at transfers as well, Graham. Because I've, I've historically what I've said is that's a good signing. I'm not saying that anymore. I'm saying that I'm, I'm changed. That's a he's a good player going to that club. We, we should judge whether he's a good signing at the end of the season when, when they've yeah. performed and had a full season at a particular club. Uh, not after five games, 10 games, 20 games. Um, after a and full the, and, season. And the player we've just been talking about, Lukaku. You know, we all thought that was... Oh, great. We, we all thought that was a top signing, didn't we? But both you and I did our previews last year and we both said that Lukaku would be top goal scorer in the Premier League. And I backed I, I back Chelsea to win the league because I and John, you know what I did it as well. And then I felt I was I was prancing around like a peacock when when we saw them demolish Arsenal, we saw yeah. them play at Liverpool, and we thought, wow, what's coming here? But I said this, it, it, I just I I don't know about this. Here's a signing, Craig. If he does go to Arsenal for sixty million, I just think it's a it's such a huge risk for me. But I I, I don't see it, Craig. I really don't see him as that. World class number nine. I struggle to see it. But if he doesn't play there, they'll put him out wide. So, but there are, but once if they sign that, that that's the thing though, Craig. They're signing another right hand side player, but I think oh. they want Rafinha or Richarlison. Yeah, but Saka, Saka plays there as well, Graham, doesn't he? So yeah, yeah, and and they've, and and they've signed Fabio Vieira. Yeah, and they've already and, got Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, it's an interesting the, one. The, so where, where they've got, they've got a plethora of attacking talent, haven't they? Yeah, it's an in, it's a real interesting one. So, and we we you touched on. Let's look at um. Let's let's look at let's look at Man City again in in terms of Sterling as well, Craig. Sterling. So here's us. We think he's leaving City. 
he has he, he's not signed this new deal. Another player not signing his deal appears to be Sterling, and he's a, he's got a different proposition. Break. He's thinking, what do I do about my career? He's got Barcelona interested, Real Madrid a little bit, but then we have the the, the London clubs, um, and it seems that Man City are willing to sell. It seems they've well, they've told they've told all all these players who are out of contract next year that we will be sold if we don't sign the contract. And Sterling is a fascinating one, Craig. He's, he sees Haaland and Alvarez coming in at City. We can understand why he thinks it might be time. He's won everything but the Champions League. I would love Sterling to go abroad. I think it'd be brilliant. We talked about Barcelona, Craig. I'd love him to go to Barcelona. Yeah, yeah that too. might that might not happen. And he's been linked to Chelsea. And to Tottenham as well. I, I've been to, Harry Kane would love him to play there. I think that's two fascinating prospects there um, for him to go to to that. First of all, Craig, do you think he's going to leave City this summer, as I do? And then no. where where do you see him going? You think he'll stay? Yeah, I, I think. <clears throat> I said to you before. I, I think we're going to see a, a, a growing trend of the next two, three, four, five years of world class elite players or certainly the top 10% of players in world football allowing their contracts to run down and leave under freedom of contract under the Bosman rule. Oh, so, so you don't think you, uh, so the, the third option was you don't think he's going to sign, but you don't think he's going to move either. So you no, think he's going to be more Salah? I think, yeah, I think he'll sit on his contract um, and he will leave for free next summer to one of the elite clubs in world football. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, I can see it. I can see it now, Craig, having uh, Barcelona parading Sterling, yep. and, Sterling and Salah next summer on free transfers. Yeah. I, would, it, I wouldn't it's, be surprised. It's not, it's not beyond the realms of fact. Joe, you know what, Craig? I hadn't really given Sterling that thought about that, but I think you're completely right. Yeah, I don't see... if. If, for instance, and we know this goes on, Craig, if one of the other clubs, if a Bayern, a PSG, a Barcelona, Real Madrid, suggest to Raheem, if you're available on a free, we'll take you. Um, it's an op- it's, it's something to consider, isn't it? Where does does if, if he moves this summer, Craig, does he think Chelsea Tottenham, do I move? Or if I if I wait till next summer, he will get a move. So Raheem's yeah. 20, 29 on a free transfer, one of England's best players of the last decade. He's going to get a move to a big club. Raheem Stern's been arguably England's best performer at, at tournaments I, in recent I, times. Do you, do you agree with this, Craig? I think Raheem Sterling's more highly thought of than the continent than he is in England. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Look, Graham, he, he would be he would be 28 next season on a free transfer in his absolute prime. And it's an interesting thing, is it? Because I think Pep, we don't disparage what Pep does. I was surprised by how Pep, Pep's usage of um, Raheem um, towards the start of the season. Um, and obviously, we've got he's got Bernardo Silva. He's got a lot to think about Pep here, hasn't he, Craig? We we know he's looking to bring in, um, to wrap up with City news, um, Calvin Phillips and um, Cucciarella from Brighton seem to be the two he's closing in on. Um Two positions that probably need filling it. I think if Cucciarella comes in, he was sensational, wasn't he? Matt Cucciarella at Brighton, Craig. I, agree, I don't think he was. Sent. I thought he was very good. Oh, I thought I he was. I, I thought he was very good. Um, I don't think he was sensational. Oh, he play, I, I, a, but he did win Player of the Year, Graham. So yeah, I saw him. Yeah, it'll allow. See, for instance, it, it seems that Nathan Aki will be the player to move out. So he's an upgrade yeah. on Aki, isn't he? Oh, massively. Yeah, because he, he can play. Because he, he's a left back. Left. 
Yeah. Because he's a left back. He's a left back. He can play centrally as well. We saw that towards the end of the season. He did that for Brighton. Um, so it's another option for them. So, st- and, and Matt and Ray Maris, we do think he's likely to stay Craig out of three. There's, we forget about him. Uh, the, three, the three big players are out of contract in 2023. Yeah. It, it seems that he's going to stay, but we'll come back to Maris if he isn't. Um, let's look at Liverpool now, Craig. Um, their business this summer, obviously, to Chimani, they missed out on. Hey to Real Madrid, that was unlucky. But then they signed Darwin Nunes and beat them Manchester yeah. United to him. And Sadio Mane was allowed to join Bayern Munich. Very interesting, very interesting one. So Nunes for Mane, it's not like for like Craig, as we know. No, not but at all. For me, um, I love it. I think it gives it gives Liverpool another attacking option. You know, I, don't get me wrong, they're not gonna go long ball, Craig. But sometimes when you can't break, especially you know what when you can't break some teams down, putting that nice ball in the box and having the big target man head the ball. Nunes isn't just a target man. Don't get me wrong; he is far from just a target no, man. He's technically, ex- he's, yeah, he's yeah. technically exceptional. But, but having that, having that extra ingredient, it gives Liverpool an extra ingredient in the box. I think, Craig, for me, which is exciting. Yeah, it changed their attacking dynamic once, once more, Graham. Um, just on on Sadio. Oh, sorry, and, and they brought Fabio. And let's not forget a player who me and you love, yeah. who I don't think is getting the respect that a lot of people. Obviously, we watch the championship more than a lot of onlookers. Pe- people do not realise how good a player Fabio Carvalho is. He's sensational. And they don't really, I think they'll start the season, you know, Craig. Do you know what's gonna happen? They'll start the season going, Wow, look at this boy. So, yeah, we've been telling you that. Graham, listen, if, if I, I, I'll tell you what will happen now. If Fabio Cavallo gets in the Liverpool team at the beginning of the season, there'll be a media outcry for him to go to the World Cup. That's how good he is. Yeah, and, and obviously, and there is a that, that will be a, a subject we'll look at, Craig, because he's still eligible for Portugal as well. Yep. Indeed, so he is. For, for Portugal and England. Yeah, so back to Manny Craig. One, yeah, he's he's made that move. And I tell you what, the one thing that came out of Craig, how hugely respectful Liverpool were. I understand that Manny gave up a little bit of money to get the deal done. I think I think Liverpool, it, they were never good. They did. They were a bit offended by buying lowballing them at one point. Which this Bayern Munich thing, Craig, of on the one hand they're accusing Barcelona of lowballing. Them for I know, Lewandowski. I know. And this is the same Bayern Munich team who offered 25 million euro for Sadio Mane. They say, come on, boys, you can't have it both ways. But anyway, yeah, Sadio yeah. Mane, um, do you agree Jurgen Klopp called him a, a Liverpool legend? Grim. Amongst amongst other things. Grim, he is a he is a Premier League legend, not just a Liverpool legend, he is a Premier League legend. I saw a statistic during the week, Graham, that of all of the players in Liverpool history to play more than 250 games, he's got the best win percentage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe, you know what I did read as well? There was one where when he... Oh, Joe, I, I know you love stats. I'm gonna I find, do indeed. I'm going to find... Let me talk Mane wait, while you look yeah. for that stat, right? Sadio Mane... I am absolutely devastated that he's leaving the Premier League. He he has been a, a, a force for good in the league on and off the pitch. He is a wonderful, decent human being. He is a phenomenal football player. I'm going to say one of the greatest African players of all time. I'm going to say one of the greatest players in Premier League history and one of the greatest players in Liverpool's recent history. He has been nothing short of sensational. 
And Bayern Munich know exactly what they're doing. They're taking a player right bang in his prime. The Bundesliga is not as strong as the Premier League. No league in world football right now is as strong as the Premier League. So Sadio Mane will have, I think he'll score more goals. I think he'll get more assists for, for Bayern Munich. And I think he will be their player to watch next season. Here's the stat for you, Craig, which I'm going to give to you. Liverpool never lost when Sadio Mane scored for them at Anfield in any competition. Wow. Stretching over 56 games, where it was 52 wins and four draws. Wow. You like that one, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's hugely, hugely impressive. Do you think he'll be a miss to the Premier League, Graham? I, I, I really do. Yeah, it's, it's one of those... Um, he he didn't have the he was quiet he was a quiet man on the pitch he was a lovely person he didn't have the, the the flamboyance which I think just because he's not flamboyant doesn't mean doesn't detract from him at all you know I think the English press didn't take to him like like maybe even the more Salah because he just wasn't flamboyant off the pitch either so no I think he'd be a I'm I'll be honest with you Craig as it stands now I think Liverpool have a better squad um. With, with Carvalho and Nunes over Mane. And that's no disrespect to him. But I think Liverpool are just very good at what they do. But I think Mane, yeah, will be a superstar in Germany. He really will, Craig. And I think yeah. we'll probably we'll probably appreciate him more after two years in Germany than we did here. I, I think that's always the case, Graham. I, I, I'm loath to see good players leave the Premier League. Uh, I remember when Cristiano Ronaldo left and I was I was thinking that's, that's a real blow for, for our league. Uh, when other high-profile players choose to go to other leagues rather than come to the Premier League, I think that's a blow for the product, for the league, for English football. Um, but we've seen Nunes and, and, and Haaland choose the Premier League this season over La Liga, over the, the Bundesliga, uh, and obviously, of course, over PSG. Um, I think that's a, a, a real a real part. I think, I think that I'm starting to look forward to next season. I'll, I'll miss Mane, Graham. I genuinely will. Uh, but I'm looking forward to watching uh, Nunes in, in the Liverpool Reds. And I, I would suggest that he'll be the, the proper number nine. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one at, at Liverpool. They are... It, it, they're going to be fascinating to watch. And obviously we have Haaland at City as well, we didn't even talk about, so that's going to be good. We talked about Chelsea as well, Craig, didn't we? And United yeah. coming up. Uh, Tottenham are an interesting one, Craig. Obviously yeah. they, they brought in Basuma um, to play alongside uh, Bentecourt, it seems. Uh, they're looking at defenders as well. They've got a little bit of work to do um, with Jed Spence, we believe, but they are looking at him. I'm 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 a little bit skeptical of whether he's the starter for Spurs. Um, must admit, it, but with Spurs and the, and the linked after the linked after Raheem Sterling as well and Richarlison, it seems that they do want a player on that right hand side. Kulusevski was good, very good, but it, I think they are looking like a they want to go. They're looking like a top four team now because they're not just resting with Kulusevski. They want to improve it further. Yeah, well, what what do you think they're going to play then, Graham? Formation wise, because they'll play they'll play three at the back. So will the player Five, three, three, four, three, four, three. Um, I think it'll be a three-four-three yeah, system, yeah, because I think the crosses will be coming in from deep. I think Perisic, and if it is Spence, there won't be it won't be get to the corner flag all type routine. It'll be cross from deep, get or, or and play early balls into Son's feet, early balls into whoever it is on the right hand side. So we know, or, so we know, so we know Son's going to start on the left. Kane will be through the middle. Perisic left wing back, a new right wing back, and a new right side attacking player. 
Yeah, Kulisevsky, yeah, but someone a little bit of an upgrade. Kulisevsky so, going to play. I thought I thought he was excellent. So. Yeah, no, they're looking to upgrade. But to be fair, if you're playing that three, you do need four good ones up there. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's because they could play the side anyway. So I think a Richarlison or a Sterling might be the options for them. Um, interestingly, and so yeah, I think with a uh, Basuma, I think that's why they brought a Basuma in as well, who's he's real box to box midfielder, isn't he? And Bentacar to play, it's an exciting team Spurs are putting together there, Craig. I think it's really exciting. Um, I do, they do want a centre half, I think they wanted Bastoni from Inter. I don't think he's coming just yet, but they're still interested in him. Skrinia was an option. Um, yeah, can I give you a really controversial one, Graham? Go on, really controversial if. <clears throat> If I was Man City, I would offer Jack Grealish in exchange for Son. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I don't think that would be accepted. But yeah, it's an interesting one. I thought you were going to say. Um, I, I, just, I just I just think Son Son's one of the best players in the world. Genuinely oh, do. Oh yes, and and I see I see Spurs climbing, looking around for centre halves, Greg. If I was Spurs, I'd be going to Leicester and offering them offering them 60, 70 million for Wesley Fafana. Stop yep. beating around the bush. He's a he's he he'll be the next Van Dyke sort of thing for me. Like just I think you're right. Stop taking a chance, just go and get these players right. and, and pay the fee. So Spurs are an interesting one, Craig. We'll come back to them. And, and the other one we was going to we were going to touch on Craig, uh, Newcastle. Getting, yep. business, getting business done. Matt Target has gone in. Yeah. Um, big fan of his, performed well last season. I like the way they're doing it, you know, Craig. Right? Me they, too. They could have gone out and signed a 50 million Brazilian left back. They did look at um, Lodi at Atletico Madrid, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's a slow process now. They've got Matt Target who performed admirably for them. Agreed. Him in. For just um, 15 total, they'd already played three, so they only played 12. What can you get for that nowadays, Craig? Not much in the Premier League. No. And then they've signed Nick Pope for just £10 million, the goalkeeper. Obviously, they've been looking to upgrade that department, England national Nick Pope. They looked at Burn Leno, they looked at Dean Henderson as well, who is about to sign for Nottingham Forest, we understand. But in terms of Newcastle, Craig, yeah, they... The missing out on Hugo Ekiteki, that deal has fallen through. Although they've walked away from that, Craig, which is a lot. And do you know what? A lot of Newcastle fans are loving the way that the Newcastle are working at the moment. They're not. They're not being held to ransom. They're not paying silly fees. So the Ekiteki one, there's issues at, at one end over certain things, and, and they've walked away from it. Yeah. And do you know what? I've seen a lot of thing on social media. The Newcastle fans are loving the way they're working at the moment. And obviously Dan Ashworth is overseeing that now. Um, how much more are you expecting from Newcastle this summer, Craig? And if you get the business at the ones, what's what's Newcastle's aim for next season, do we think, Craig? Top four, top six, top eight? Top ten. Um I, I think I think Dan Ashworth's been um really, really, really um methodical in his approach. I think they're taking a, a structured long-term view. I think the value for money that they've got for players is top draw. They're not being held to ransom. I think the Nick Pope transfer suggests that. I think he's a massive upgrade on what they've got in that goalkeeping area. I think the Newcastle fans will love him. Uh, I think he's a really solid, safe pair of hands. Uh, a little bit underrated, uh, I think, I think, Graham. I think Nick Pope's a really top, top goalie. Um, and for that money, for ten million quid, you can't you can't buy the best goalie in the championship for ten million quid. Um, so that is that that's a and he, look, we, he is a England international as well, Graham. Let's not forget to the, the value for money they've got from that deal. Um, I guess suggests a little bit about Burnley's financial position as well as it does Newcastle's in that they needed to to sell 
at that level. Uh, but I think it's a really, really shrewd signing. I think Newcastle, step by step, Graham, over the next two, three years, will build a top six squad. But it's going to take that amount of time. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, and they are at some point they have to invest the the big the big money, the the fifty and sixty million pound regular transfers, Graham. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, it's like remember back to City when. Under even under Matthews, it was the Benjanis of this world, wasn't it? Before yep. the before yep. the Agueros, and it's probably a similar path. Right, we touched on quite a lot of the championship. There, anyone, any other teams that you want to talk about, Craig? Leeds have got their business done quite a bit, and there'll be a bit more with Leeds. With I like what Leeds have done. Craig Aronson's come in. They've got um, Rocker, who you, who you I, know I you like Rocker, Graham. The Bayern really, player. Yeah, I really and, like Mark and, Rocker. And they've upgraded the fullback with Rasmussen. And they've done it before. They haven't, and obviously, yeah, Aronson probably might be a Rafinha long-term replacement, but they've, they've invested now. They've got the early business done. We expect a bit more because Phillips and Rafinha do look like they're leaving, but they've yeah. done a decent job so far, Leeds, I think. I think Aronson Graham is the one to watch, isn't he? He's a really exciting player, uh, the USA international. Um, but we're going to need more, aren't we? If we lose, oh, Rafinha, listen, if we lose uh, Rafinha and Phillips, like we thought, uh, I, I, I think I think them three have come in. It should have been should be the lead squad where it should have been. But never see they're about to lose two more players. Yeah, they're going to have to invest in a centre forward, Graham, a proper striker. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we 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 know that, and and they don't come cheaply. I think if Mark Rocker uh, kicks on um, and performs like like he did at Espanyol, um, I think he'll be a really, really good signing for Leeds. And um, if he adapt- it's all about him adapting to the pace of the, the English Premier League because no doubting his quality is a high, high quality uh, central midfield player. Um, I think Leeds fans will, will 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 love him. I think we get a little bit carried away with with English players at, at times. Um, he, he, if he is the Calvin Phillips replacement, the, the, the different types of players... Um, but I think he could come in and do an equally good job if he if he settles in the Premier. I know it's a bold statement, Graham. Um, if he can settle to, to our pace and the physicality of our league, I think he can be equally impactful as uh, Calvin Phillips. Yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting. Obviously, <laughs> talk of the team. We'll touch on this briefly, Craig. We'll come back to these three in more detail. The three promoted teams: Forest, Fulham, and Bournemouth. Um, the, the, the starting to do business between the yep. three of them. How much to avoid relegation for these three? How much work have they got to do? Graham, I think two of them are relegated, and and that might sound really um, really snobby about the Premier League. I just think it's a different level. I, th- I think the the, the the difference financially between the Champions and the Premier League now is 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 massive. Um, I might I might get real egg on my face here, Graham, but I I think that Fulham have got the best chance of staying up because they've been there twice and failed twice. Um, Bournemouth have lost a lot of that Premier League experience that they had previously. They need a lot more quality than they had in the Championship, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they have the finance to go out and drive that, I'm not sure. Um, and Nottingham Forest, let's not forget they were bottom of the league when Steve Cooper took over. Obviously, he did a magnificent job to get them up. Um, but they, they've they only got, right now, a small number of players that you would suggest have got the ability to go and push on in the Premier League. They've got an exceptional coach, of course, that, that helps. Um, they all need major, major, major surgery, mm. all, all, all three teams. Um, top end of the pitch, back of the pitch, goalkeeping areas. Um, 
it's not easy, Graham. It 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 and, and it's becoming more and more difficult. Sadly, I, I I think we're not too far away, Graham, from seeing kind of three up, three down, uh, in terms of the same three. Um it's a, it's a fascinating one, Craig. I think and if that became the regular practice, I think then the I uh, do you know what I think the top six would be happy, Craig, because then I think the calls for an 18 team Premier League would be uh, yeah. um would be massive. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you, Graham. Um, I, I, I never want to see that. By the way, I never want to see that. I, because, I'm just conscious because. with the, with the, with the parachute payments, the clubs coming down now was such an advantage. All you've got to do is, is manage your finances correctly, and you've got such an advantage over every other team in the championship yeah. that forces those teams in the championship to break the bank financially to to really push financial fair play rules just yeah. to be competitive. And, 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 and we've seen that, and I've said this, Craig, I really hope it doesn't happen, but I fear it will, is that what Bournemouth did in January, where it was just go yep. out and sign as many yep. good players as we can and just and just, and just for, basically they forced them. Forced they did, Grim, Grim, but also that what that tactic meant in what they did was they prevented other clubs in the promotion race from taking those players. You know, exactly, there the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. players Bournemouth took in in January that didn't hardly get a kick. But what it yeah. stopped was their competitors signing them to be competitive with with Bournemouth. And I think, I hope one rule that the EFL needs to step in on, it's where they went and, for instance, took Ethan Laird from Swansea and, and didn't even use him. But you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, you should not be, you shouldn't be like, this needs to be some sort of thing. If you played over 50% of games or... I don't know. It needs to be. I, I I hated that was one of the deals I hated because they just took that player, they just used their financial force and clout to get that player, and all they did was weaken the another team for no yeah. other reason, and they wanted to bolster their squad. Um, but yeah, let's let's hope it doesn't happen, Craig. I fear it might, but let's hope it doesn't happen. But we'll, only time will tell on that one, Craig. So we'll keep an eye on those bottom three, and and that's us done for this week, Craig. Nice nice to have us back, and um, we got through quite a lot there. Um, and the transfers will keep coming, Craig. But we will have little focuses, won't we? Once, once this championship, um, once the championship clubs get their houses in order, yeah, we have just returned to pre-season now, which is yeah. a, fright- a frightening thought, isn't it, Craig? It really? is. Um, we'll do that. Um, and we didn't really touch on the fixtures, but we'll, we'll see a lot of the fixtures confirmed on TV and stuff. We'll, so we'll we'll go over that. Um, but yeah, we'll um, we'll go over all the deals as they happen over the summer, and we'll touch. Again, we'll touch on some of the new managers in each division as well yep. because there's been a lot of moving around in certain divisions uh, and we'll touch on that as we get closer to the start of the, the, of the championship season, Craig, which is a little over a month away. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, so thanks everyone for joining us again, Craig, and uh, we'll be back at the same time next week. Yeah, have a great weekend, Graham. Have a great weekend, guys.